Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Dive Into Diet. I'm with the star of the show, Lucas Schmidt. What's going on, man? Ready? To ready. There's my microphone. Uh, you're not, not ready. ready. <laughs> I need more. I need more caffeine. No. Uh, well, this is not a caffeine episode, though. No, it's not. That's why no, we've we covered that. We we couldn't do coffee. Uh, this guy's. I'm I'm excited about this episode because. We've been talking a lot about building muscle, a lot yeah. about getting into the gym and lifting weights, resistance training, mm -hmm. and what we decided was, let's go over some of these basic terms, and you can kind of yeah. uh, give a good definition of each, and hopefully you guys w listening or watching can take these terms with you, uh, Google different types of stuff you could do with that, so you can get in the gym and know what you're doing. It's um, a diet of exercise. The diet of exercise. technically not eating today, but it's okay. <laughs> Okay, so let's go over this first one here. Um, we hear it all the time, reps. Reps. What does it mean? All right, reps is short for repetition. So, uh, and what does that mean? Uh, it means whatever you're doing, um, the action that you're doing. So uh, it's, it's easier if I give an example. So if I'm doing a common gym exercise, the bicep curl, where you take a weight in your hand and you do this, and you squeeze your bicep and it gets bigger, hopefully. Um, still working on mine. Um, when I do the action, that's a rep. Okay. It's a repetition. I'm repeating the action. So a rep um, is is usually the the, the num it's a number assigned and hopefully you plan it out before you get in there. So when, when I think reps, I know you've got high reps, you got low reps. Can yeah. you walk us through kind of how to decide? Yeah. So uh, it depends on the exercise and the muscle group you're doing. Some muscles respond better to high reps, um, and some don't need that many reps. And it also depends on, and it's a lot of variables, but it depends on your goal. Usually, usually, not always, but usually a lower repetition amount is reserved for very heavy weight. Right. Usually. There's always an exception in there somewhere. But So let's continue with the example. I'm using a bicep curl. Um if I'm trying to build a humongous bicep, you know, just for aesthetic reasons, that's probably the reason you want giant biceps. It's not the most, all muscles are practical because we need them obviously for functions. But as far as your daily life and your long-term giant biceps is not a practical muscle to build, but it looks nice. It looks cool. That's why people want them. Yeah. And they look, look at my, this classic strongman pose is that right there, you know, so again, if you're trying to build or if you're trying to build a bicep to size, low rep, uh, high weight, usually five, you know, I guess like five sets of five. That's a very low rep count, five repetitions. The only thing lower would be what you'd call a one rep max. Okay. But you don't, you really wouldn't rarely do, that. do you work out with what you would call a one rep, which is, I'll give you that. That's a term that's not on the list, but it's a one rep max is. You can do the action one time with whatever that weight is. So it's a, that's going to be a very. It's going to be your PR. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. It, it's like you are. You cannot go more than one repetition at that weight. Very yeah. heavy. Very heavy. Usually, like oh my gosh, I can barely make it, but I did one time, and now nope, can't do it. That's one rep max. Well, one thing you did mention uh, is you mentioned sets. And that's I said sets, didn't you I? Said is that, sets. That's, that's number, number two. two. Sets. So what are we talking about when you say five sets of five reps? Yes. Give me give me an example of that. All right. So a set is a grouping of reps. So if I do a set of eight 
of these eight reps, that's sort of the umbrella term for those eight. Yeah. So typically, if you looked at a workout routine list, you would see usually it, you don't even have the the word rep or sets. It's usually a number times a number, one yep. by eight. Yep. One set of eight repetitions. But if you wanted to write it out more thoroughly, you would say one set, you know, times or of. Um, I don't as if I'm actually drawing letters here. You, you know, I'm writing it for you. Uh, one set of eight reps. Okay. So that that means I go to the 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 weights, I pick it up, I do eight reps. That's a set. I'm done with it. It's a grouping. Um, the the common, very common is formula is three sets of eight. That's very common. You'll see that in a lot of general weightlifting this of, is, of the one exercise. This is not on the list, but a very typical workout would be how many different exercises and how many different reps would you go? Like I, I've, I've done workouts that are six exercises, you know, with three to four sets each for each muscle. Uh, well, of no, the same, of the same exercise. Of, yeah. So four yeah. sets of the same exercise or three, and then, you know, I'm doing six or seven exercises. I mean, that right there is like 30, 35 minutes. Pretty much. Yeah, it really depends on your goal. It's so complex and so broad sweeping. It can be quite overwhelming. Um, but uh, it, it just depends on your goal. Again, usually if size is your goal, like I'm trying to get larger, usually it's a lower number of everything. Yep. So generally, just because in order to move that amount of weight, because again, to gain size, usually you have to you have to move a lot of weight. You don't want to be doing, you know, 50 sets right. in your workout because you can't you, you cannot do it and also um if you're exhausted and you get to do it and you're moving a lot of weight you can hurt yourself right um and you're just you're gonna be sloppy the more tired you get you get sloppy you have what you have compensations that are occurring so maybe you're not activating the muscle that you're trying to work as much because you're tired so other little muscles around it are trying to help which you don't want them helping if you're trying to isolate that muscle. Right. So this is a whole, con you know, it, it just depends on your goal. Um, however, on the opposite end, if you're doing what you'd call circuit training, which that's another term, a circuit, yep. which is a combination of sets. So we've learned reps, sets, circuit. Circuit is a is a sort of a, think of it like an obstacle course almost. I think of a circuit. Yep. You, you list like five different exercises. Ideally, they don't hit the same muscle because the muscle's exhausted, so you, you need to move to another group. And you move through that little obstacle course X amount of times, however many times through that course. So I feel like a lot of people do circuit training just as that that's like their their normal. It, yeah, circuit training is popular because it's time efficient. Yeah. You know, it's exhausting, though. Yeah. It's, it's exhausting. Probably not ideal for size gain. So what, what, you're, he's, you're what he's saying there is yourself. he's going from one exercise to another versus – getting all three sets yeah. of one particular exercise in a circuit. I would say, okay, I'm going to do bicep curls. Then I'm going to do lunges yeah. right after that. And then I'm going to do uh, push-ups, and then I'm going to do uh, insert something else. Calf raises. Right. I don't know. Right. Those are all muscle groups that are kind of far away from each other. So they're going to be fresh regardless of the previous exercise. Right. So like if I do a push-up, my calves are just fine. Right. Like they're not working hard. So I can, I can, do eight of each without rest between. Right. The rest is the other exercises. Right. But it's still exhausting because what's happening is is your your blood, you're, you're sending blood and oxygen to these muscle groups all over your body. 
So you'll get really winded. Yeah, you'll a get circuit. a little. I know you yeah. use your circuit training as kind of a cardio um, exercise. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. If I'm if I'm because I don't like doing cardio. No, I'm not against cardio. It's just it's so boring. Yes. It's just geez. So it's kind of a cheat. It doesn't fully replace high intensity cardio unless I guess you could depending on what exercises. But it's a it's like a nice middle ground yeah. doing a circuit. You're gonna get really winded, and you'll get strength training. Um, well, one thing, we're, we're, I want to group these two together because they kind of go together. Yes. Concentric and eccentric. Yeah. This is actually, I, I've worked out my whole life. This is a tough one for me. Eccentric okay. and concentric, what do these mean? Okay. Concentric, eccentric. These are terms that unless you're very, no, I shouldn't say very. These aren't terms you'll use probably really early on, although I think you should if you're exercising. It's the phase of move. Those are those are labels for the phases of movement when you're using your muscle. So, concentric is squeezing, contracting, contractile. <laughs> so when you contract a muscle, it shortens um, the the muscle fibers. They're they're pulling together. That's why they look bigger. They they get closer, mm. and they and then. Uh, eccentric is sort of the reverse direction. So again, we've used bicep curls. We'll continue to. If I if I move the weight and I do this, that's called the concentric phase. I'm contracting the muscle, making it tight. Uh, the is eccentric phase is leaving the contracted state. For muscle growth, this is why these terms are helpful. Eccentric phase is the most important. Huh. Okay. Not the concentric phase. So think of eccentric like putting on the brakes. So if I curl the muscle, or if I curl the weight and I just let it go, I'm skipping the eccentric phase. There's a little bit in there, but not. It's not great. Ideally, the eccentric phase is slow. If you want maximal growth, it's interesting. I yeah. never think about Put, the eccentric phase. It's like it's like putting on the brakes. The muscle is instead of just releasing, it's using the brakes. Sort of like you know those doors with the air that's like when you open the door, like a screen door, and it, and the air pressure thing keeps it from slamming shut. Yeah. There's the little air stopper. That's what I think of eccentric as. That's your, you're controlling your your um, exit from contraction. Okay. So eccentric phase is they're both important, but eccentric is very important if you're wanting to grow muscle and strength. Are you a fan for you know fast concentric, slow eccentric? It depends on your. Yeah. Uh, the, there's a there's some conflicting research on the speed at which the concentric, but it's pretty well agreed upon that a slow eccentric is, is usually best okay. for safety um, and for building muscle. It's okay. To me, it's a win-win. You, you always want to have a nice, strong control through that eccentric. There might be an exception in the, in the power jumping exercises. You can't really... Yeah. It's hard to control that. Right. You're, you're jumping off of a box or something. But I have heard, like, when you're jumping off of a box, a soft landing is in that soft kind of landings, eccentric movement. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to lock your legs right. as you're going to land. I've always heard, like, land ow. like a cat. Kind mm -hmm. of. Quietly. And Quietly. Yeah. But I want to do uh, so another one here that's kind of, you know, opposites uh, anterior and posterior. Um, yeah. That's just anatomical terms. Um, it's like a. It's, location of thing um, anterior is front posterior is back so things in the front are anterior things in the back are uh, posterior so quads anterior hamstrings posterior yes okay yes i think about that every second <laughs> glutes posterior <laughs> that's right that's right um Your okay butt. 
so let's go range of motion here. Um, when I think range of motion, oh, very important. I think um, I think of the the guys who do those really quick push ups. But they they don't actually bouncy push ups. Fully extend their arms. <laughs> I I, I want to insert when I see that. I want to insert like a squeaky like <laughs> when I see that. Yeah, range of motions. Uh, sometimes you'll see it on like a workout. If you go like download some free workout chart, it'll say ROM, R O M, range of motion. That's okay. what that means. Yep. Range of motion. Oh, dear. So range of motion is probably something all of us, myself included, are guilty of violating. In most cases, you should use... I'm trying to think of an exception, so that's why I'm saying in most cases. Maybe all cases. No, I never say all. I don't know. <laughs> range of motion should be used. Full, I should say, full range of motion should be used for most cases. So what that means is... Um, uh, when you when you carry your muscle through a movement, you should reach full length and full contraction of the muscle. So how do you do that without locking a joint out? Because I know that can also be unhealthy as well. Like, do you want to? Well, I guess I, I guess snapping a muscle into lock might be, you know, concerning. Um. So uh, I guess let me just pick exercises. Like you said, push-ups. Let's go yep. push-ups. That's yep. a very common exercise. So the, the mistake that you were describing is someone sort of traps themselves in this like middle zone where they, yep. they go to the floor and they come up. Or most of the time what I see with push-ups is they don't go all the way down. Oh, okay. There's this like, like I stop like here. My chest doesn't hit the floor. I stop. You know, I've got six inches, three inches from the floor, and I'm just doing this. Right. Or somebody will go down and stay kind of further right. down. Right. Um, mo this is why range of motion is important. I'll give you the reason why. Most of muscle growth occurs starting from the stretch phase of the muscle. So what that means is if I go to a, do a push-up, when I go all the way and my chest gets the floor and my hands start to come past my chest or, or in line with You'll feel that. Do that. You'll feel there's a pull here in the chest, just a little bit, not like, ow, I'm stretching to death. Yeah. There's a stretchy part. It's like a, it's a tension. That right there, moving through that part is where most of the muscle growth is going to occur. Mm. You're going to do that healthy damage to the muscle, which is yep. what weightlifting and strength training does is micro tears. Um, it occurs at the stretch, which is why a lot of like squat people who are fanatical about their squats – or barbell squatting, or yeah. dump, or deadlift. They want that deep squat. You know, they say, yeah. "Butt to grass." I won't say what <laughs> what it rhymes with, but um, donkey to grass. Um, just kidding. No. <laughs> anyway, they say there's a saying, and the reason that is a saying. Some people may not know why it's a saying. It's range of motion. The glute is in stretch when you're in a deep squat, and so before you come out of it. Yeah. It's in that stretch position, that full range of motion. That little teeter point is where most of the muscle dam muscle good muscle damage right. occurs. Right. So range of motion is incredibly important. Bicep curl, we've used that. I'm at the bottom here. My bicep is at full extension. You see this in bicep curls too. You see this oh, like, all the time. They they go down to here and they rock their body forward and then they rock it up. Well, you're trapping when you rock forward, that's because you don't want to fully extend, and you can use momentum. So it should just be—it should be all the way stretched, 
and all the way curl. Well, and you're wanting to isolate that muscle too. Yeah. It's part of the isolation process. Right, right. So yeah, range of motion, incredibly important. What about, I don't think it's, I guess, I actually don't think it's on here, but um, sometimes with bicep curls, you'll do a half range motion. You'll do full and then you'll go up all, is there like reasons for that? Oh, that's like, like the, it's like the, uh, oh, what do they call it? Where one arm stops halfway while yeah, the yeah, other yeah. one curls yeah. and then you switch and, yeah. um, it's more of just burning out the muscle. Yeah. The motivation there is to add fatigue to the muscle. Okay. Um, I don't want to speak to the positives or negatives of that. Uh, I'm sure there's some research to suggest you're, you're just tiring out the muscle to yeah. elicit more growth. Maybe, um, I think the best overall way is just using full range of motion as a yeah. side of just sitting there exhausting. Sometimes people will do exercises to tire them out just for the sake of it's hard. And I caution that just because it's hard doesn't mean maybe you're getting the result you want. Yeah. That isn't always the case. Maybe, you know, I do believe sometimes a willpower session where it's like difficult and you're training your brain to force yourself through it. There's something useful in that. Sure. That's about it. Sure. If it's brutal just for brutal sake, you're training in the mind. You're not really training. You're, you're training your body. Right. But you, you're probably not eliciting the best muscle growth for that. So. All right. So speaking of that, uh, failure, um, I hear a lot, go to failure. <laughs> yeah. Um, how do we do that without getting hurt? Yeah. What's the thought? I've heard someone refer to failure phase also, and I like the reference that they'll say absolute fatigue. That's their term. It's a little bit more of a mouthful, but they mean the same thing. Um, because sometimes failure, people misinterpret what that means. They think that means I have to destroy this muscle. Just, just absolutely wreck it. Have to injure it. Kill it. Yeah. Um, I think most people understand they don't actually want you to injure yourself in a bad way. Failure just means I can't complete the exercise anymore. So again, we've gone with bicep curl. I do my reps and I cannot physically begin the next rep or I can't, I can't complete a full rep. I can't get it up further. That means I've, the muscle is now at failure phase. Okay. So sometimes you'll hear training to failure. Do this thing to failure. Calisthenics is common for that. Yep. No weights involved. They want you to do reps to failure, meaning you, you perform as many push-ups as you can until you just can't get off the floor. There's some research to in indicate that that stimulates more muscle growth, and then some to say, actually, you shouldn't all the time train to failure because you're fatigued so long that your recovery period is longer than it needs to be. Mm. So there's some conflicting information on those and we'll get back to you on the on the on the kids i don't know if there is a consensus well i i want to say this might be the opposite of failure uh, this is rir reps in reserve yep it's a less common term yeah i haven't heard of it reps in reserve is like so if i were to do uh, a set of push-ups and the advice was do as many reps as you need to to where you only have three RIR, three reps in reserve, meaning you do a certain amount of reps. You could go for three more, but you stop. It's leaving a little fuel in the tank, so within that workout, your recovery is shorter. So when you come back, you can do that same number of reps, again, leaving three in the tank. I've heard, like, go 80%. Energy conservation. Go yeah. 75%, something, mm -hmm. or at 50% weight, something like that. Yes, yeah. Um, no, it's interesting. Let's go to the next one here, hypertrophy. Hypertrophy? Yeah. Uh, Fancy word for muscle growth. Muscle growth, okay. I mean, I'm oversimplifying the, like, full. It's when an organ can grow. The, cell, the number of cells is increased muscle growth in and reference to exercise. Atrophy. 
would be the opposite. Yes, shrinking. Yeah. Um, no, no, we don't want that. Okay, let's do these last two here, split and superset. I don't know. I know yeah. superset, but I don't know split. Okay, superset, um, you actually helped me think of that one. Before this, I said, hey, help me think of some more terms <laughs> you want me to go over. Uh, superset is um, just exercises back to back. So you do a different muscle group. I do bicep curls. I don't turn around and do another bicep exercise because I've just tired out my biceps. So while they're recovering, I'm going to do some squats or I'm going to do some you know, shoulder presses or something like that. So you're just doing a different set so you can with little rest or no rest. The rest is I'm not working this muscle while I do the other muscle. Now, superset always between two? Um, that I'm not 100% sure on. I don't, um, when I, I don't use the term myself in my workouts very often. I just write my workouts and yeah that's <laughs> kind of a term um you have to get back to you on that what uh, i kind of think it's only between two like two super a super set so i'm doing you this do and super this set, super and set, i'm just super. gonna circle through them it's like a mini circuit i guess yeah, yeah. of supersets yeah of supersets. <laughs> yes. all the all words right. all the terms let's do split what is what is split mean? okay a split is just a way to to label your routine for the week usually workout routines are weekly yeah it's sort of a weekly if you're properly planning, it hopefully is um, the regular aspect of your workout is over the course of the week. Um, ideally, you have a weekly plan that makes a, um, you know, like a 13, 16 week plan, depending on what your goal is at the end of 16 weeks, um, 30 week, whatever, set your long term. Um, and the split means what days are what muscles getting worked. It's, oh. it's basically to effectively utilize recovery period because you don't want to do chest day on Monday and then do chest day on Tuesday. Right. Not a good idea because the chest is fried from Monday if you did a good job. Um, I shouldn't say that. Not fried like you can't brush your teeth. <laughs> but um, the split is, okay, it's just a way to say I'm going to organize my workout for the week. Okay. Sometimes they'll do a – the most common one I've heard is a push-pull split. Yep. Push, pull, split. Meaning I'm doing pushing exercises one day, and then the next day it's all pulling exercises because they are different muscle groups. So it's like push-ups, um, you know, chest press, tricep extensions, which triceps is our pushing muscle. Um, squats, I'm pushing with my legs, and then the next day I'm doing pull-ups, yeah. pulling, so um, or rows, things like that. So that's that's what split means. It's just how I've split up my muscle groups for the week. You know, this was a really cool episode. You, oh, you know, good. like even for the people here who have been working out forever, um, like this is good to kind of refresh and maybe yeah. it can add to your workout routines um, or at least understand or what you're doing. One if yeah. someone's given you one. Like yeah. you, there's a lot of online resources and it's like, yeah, follow this guide. And it's like, well, I don't know what all these words mean. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. <laughs> Dude, is that a show? That's a show. That's a show. Guys, Dive Into Diet, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. We're going to keep going here. We will be back next week as always. We'll see you next time. Don't go away. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, we will see you guys next time.